have a look at another passage of scripture just to help us get our minds around this concept. Ezekiel 47, 8 to 10 says, Then he said to me, the, This water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed, and it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river goes, will live. And there will be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters go there. For they will be healed, and everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand from, by it from Engedi to Engelium, and they sh there will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceeding many. And so this passage of scripture is obviously again pertaining to our Lord's millennial reign. The river that he speaks about here is the river of life that will flow from the throne of our Lord Jesus as he is seated in the temple in Jerusalem at that time. And you read the passage, the river flows out of the temple into the city of Jerusalem and then out of the city into the sea. Eventually it reaches the sea and flows both ways. Uh, Zechariah saw the river flowing westwards and eastwards. Uh, Ezekiel just sees it, the river flow in one direction. But the point is, is that outside of the walls of, of the city of Jerusalem, outside that city, um, in, the Lord, in the millennial reign of our Lord, when the river gets out there, if you go read the passage of Scripture, the river gets very deep and very wide because Ezekiel has to then swim across it to enable to get across. He can't walk across anymore because it's just too wide and too deep. That river then becomes inhabited, for want of a better word, with fish. God places fish in that river. Now, it's also not just not freshwater fish because the scripture says very plainly here, the fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea. And so even saltwater fish will be able to swim in that particular river. Now, that pertains to our Lord's millennial reign. And millennial reign sorry, and he talks very clearly about the fact that men will fish during that time. And so we have dealt with it in the series I've done on the millennial reign that um, meat will be eaten during our Lord's reign at that time, including the fish. But the point that I wanted to raise here is that the same principle will carry over into the new age because why do we say that? Well, in the new earth that God will create, the same river of life will flow. It will obviously flow now from the throne of God and the Son and will flow um, out of the through the city of Jerusalem. We'll have a look at that when we do the section on the city of Jerusalem. But the river doesn't end at the city walls. The river, as in the case here in um, our Lord's millennial reign, it carries on out through the city walls into the rest of the earth. Now, we'll have a look at it and we'll see that, in fact, 12 rivers will flow from the city of Jerusalem, the heavenly city, that is, into all of the earth. Now, when those rivers enter into the earth, that's when they will be populated by fish, once again. And not only freshwater fish, but also all the fish that are currently in the sea, they will be in those rivers as well. And people will partake of fish as well as part of their diet. That will be part of the diet of mankind going forward. So men will eat uh, all fresh produce, they will eat all grains, um, but they will also eat meat, certain meats obviously, and they will also eat fish. Another passage of scripture which is um, 
our Lord talks around this concept and it helps us to see, okay, this could happen. Uh, in Luke's Gospel, Luke 22, 15 and 16, this is our Lord speaking. Scripture says, Then he said to them, With fervent desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Verse 16, For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. So when will the Passover be fulfilled? Our Lord is not partaking of the Passover meal at this present point in time. He, he, he partook of it the last time before he went to the cross. But he says he'll do it again. He says, I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Indicating to us very clearly that when it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God, Jesus will once again partake of the Passover meal. And that will happen every year throughout all eternity. Um, we're not going to get into that in kind of depth, but we'll see it as we go through the series. And so, what are the, the ingredients of the Passover meal? Well, it's unleavened bread, bitter herbs, and a lamb. The lamb is the, the main ingredient of that meal. And Jesus said that he will continue to partake of that meal when it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. So when will it be fulfilled? When God our Father creates the new heavens and the new earth. And the new Jerusalem comes down and God the Son and God the Father are dwelling with mankind for all eternity. That's when it's fulfilled. And from that point onwards, Jesus will partake of that meal. And so will his saints. And so will all the children of God as well. And so very clearly, lamb will be eaten at the Passover meal. So, you know, just kind of putting it out there that in the age to come, the children of God on their farms, they're going to have thousands and thousands of sheep and cattle. There's one reason that sheep and cattle are bred and that is to be consumed. And we've really seen our Lord will be eating and he won't eat alone. He won't, if all everybody standing around, Lord, are you actually eating a lamb? Uh, you say, yes, come and sit down. Let's jo enjoy the meal together. And we will. Um, moving on. Now, again, because we, we, we're sticking around this concept of what the lifestyle will be like with regards to the children of God, their farming activities that they will do in the earth. That's going to be their, their allotment given to them. That's going to be the, the life decreed for them. And believe you me again, it is a life that they will enjoy. God said it. He said they will long enjoy the labor of their hands. This is something that they will be completely content with. So as I said, there's nothing about the kingdom of God that the flesh likes at all. The flesh does not like this. The flesh wants to hear, tell me that there's going to be um, all the stuff that I have in this life now that I've got. All the stuff around me, all of the, the toys and the, and the distractions, uh, the fleshly, having my fleshly desires and my cravings met. Uh, tell me that's what it's going to be like. And then I want to go there. But you tell me this is what it's going to be like? Uh, the flesh is, I don't want that. And that's why no, no flesh obviously will be there. But let's move on. Revelation 21, verse 23 to 26 says, The city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it, the Lamb is its light. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. And the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day, there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. So, what is the, the Lord speaking about here? When he says that the, 
the glory and, the, and honor of the nations will be brought into the heavenly city of Jerusalem. And it's the kings of the earth that will bring the glory and the honor of the nations into the city. So who are the kings of the earth? Well, going forward, we know it is the saints that will be the kings of the earth. For he has made us to be both kings and priests unto our God. And so we will reign with him over the earth for all eternity. I've already mentioned we will be reigning over the children of God. And so the, it, we, the saints are the kings of the earth. And so the saints will be bringing into the city of Jerusalem the glory and honor of the nations living outside of the city because we'll be reigning over them. So what is the glory and honor that the saints will be bringing into the city? Well, it will be the first fruits from the farms of the nations out there outside the city walls. That is the glory and honor that will be presented as offering between, before God. That is um, how they will honor God, because God will bless them, and they in turn will bless the Lord. Now God the Father doesn't partake of that type of thing, and Jesus and his saints do not need to partake of that type of thing, those, those type of foods, because the saints will have bodies that will be nourished by one uh, food alone, really. Well, yes, the, the body will be nourished by one food alone, which is the fruit of the tree of life. We'll get into that now. But nevertheless, the saints will still partake of that which God has created because it's good. And God wants us to enjoy that which he has created. And so although the saints, the bodies of the saints will not need physical foods for sustenance, um, nevertheless, the saints will still partake of it because it's good and it, it's uh, there given by God to his creation to enjoy. And so that's what we will do. Um, whereas God's to the, the saints of the bodies of the children of God, their bodies will need physical sustenance to be able to be sustained because their bodies will be similar to Adam and Eve's body were, were like before the fall, before they sinned. And so it's actually physical foods that will be brought into the, the city of Jerusalem. That is what the glory and honor of the nations is that the scripture talks about. But we do need to understand that, that it's not a case of, well, we, you know, the saints will go hungry if nothing gets brought in. Not at all. It, it gets brought in for our enjoyment and for the, 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 the pleasure of, that the saints will have from sharing meals together. And our Lord spoke about it. He said, you guys are going to come sit and eat and drink at my table. Well, the eating and the drinking will be um, whatever meal is prepared at that particular time, coming through from what is brought in by the children of God into this, the heavenly city. Because uh, 1 Corinthians 6.13, Paul says, um, food is for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy both it and them. And so the resurrected body of the saint doesn't have a stomach. And so when they partake of natural foods, it just simply dematerializes within their bodies. You recall when our Lord was on the earth uh, during that 40-day period when he had raised, been raised from the dead, on numerous occasions he appeared to the disciples and he would eat and drink with them and then go back up into heaven. And so the food and, and drink that our Lord partook of with the disciples at that time simply dematerialized within his body. But nevertheless, he could still enjoy the creation of God from that point of view. And so we too will also do that. And so we need to understand the concept that that is what will be brought into the heavenly city. It is the first fruits 
of the produce of the nations of the earth. That is how they will honor God. One of the ways they will honor God. Look at a, an Old Testament pattern and type and shadow as an example of the re real thing that will happen in the age to come. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 7 to 27. Scripture says, And Solomon had twelve governors over all Israel, who provided food for the king and his household. Each one made provision for one month of the year. Verse 22. Now Solomon's provision for one day was thirty cores of fine flour, sixty cores of meal, ten fatted oxen, twenty oxen from the pastures, and one hundred sheep, besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fatted fowl. Verse 27. And these governors, each man in his month, provided food for King Solomon and for all who came to King Solomon's table. There was no lack in their supply. And so, under the Old Covenant, what actually happened in Solomon's reign. Now, Solomon's reign is a type and shadow of our Lord's reign in the age to come. Because under Solomon's reign, peace was in the land. There was no more wars that had to be fought. Well, there was towards the end because Solomon got out of uh, line with God. But be that as it may, um, it's just a type and shadow. In the age to come, no more wars. Uh, the city is the heavenly city and the king living in that city. And obviously God our Father living there as well. Living there, maybe not the right word, being there. Um, and then the nations out there. Now what happened under Solomon's reign is that uh, Solomon appointed 12 governors and each governor had a section of Israel that he governed. And it was his job once a year for the month to supply Solomon and everybody living in the city with the food that they needed to eat. And there's a it gives us these daily requirements. And so that had to be brought in. Um, that's just a type and shadow. But what will happen in the new age to come when God our Father and God the Son and the saints are in the heavenly Jerusalem, the kings of the earth, being the saints, will bring in to the city what is not required in a way, because it's not a case of, you know, if we, as I say, if the saints don't get any food, they're going to go hungry, not at all. It's purely a case of this is the offering brought to the Lord, and God will then bless the saints with that offering. And so the, the principle is, is, is pretty much the same, is what I'm wanting to get across here. And so that is the glory and the honor of the nations that will be brought into the city um, as part of our lives going forward. But as I say, it's really the, it's the nations that the children of God out there who will be producing all of that produce, and that will be, um, you know, the first fruits will be brought across into the city. And then I want to close off with this point, because I have mentioned it briefly about the tree of life, because there are some misconceptions around this. We just want to close it, uh, get that tied up quickly. Two passages of Scripture. Revelation 2 verse 7 says, He who hasn't, yeah, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes... I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And then Revelation 22, 1 and 2 says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Remember we said that uh, river flows from both thrones in the age to come. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, 
which bore twelve fruits. Each tree yielding its own, its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So we're not going to get into this in any kind of depth because we'll look at the, river, at the tree of life in more detail when we look at the city of Jerusalem. But the point that I want to raise here is that it is only the saints that will have access to the fruit of the tree of life. Because our Lord says, those who overcome, he will give access to the eat of the fruit of, uh, fruit of the tree of life. And it's only the saints who overcome. The children of God don't do that. And so we have access to the fruit of the tree of life. In the, uh, Revelation 22, he talks about the um, fruit of the tree being in the city. And he describes that. And then he goes on to say the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Now in Ezekiel's um, end time revelation as well with regards to the millennial reign of our Lord, same terminology is used. The leaves are given to the nations for their healing. And so it is here that the leaves of the tree of life will be given over to the nations living outside the city walls, the children of God, for their healing. Now, it's not because they will get sick, because there will be no sickness in God's new earth. There's no curse there. But it's, it, it will add it to their salad, really, because it will just um, add vitality to their lives. They will, their, their, their bodies will remain healthy through partaking of the leaves of the, fruit, of the tree of life. But the saints themselves will not need the leaves. We will partake of the fruit. And we'll have a look at that in a bit more detail. Because the fruit of the tree of life um, is designed for a resurrected body, an immortal body, not for uh, a mortal body. You say, well, does that mean that the children of God have mortal bodies? Yes, they actually do. Because don't forget, their bodies will be same, the same as Adam's and Eve's. Now, before they fell, Adam and Eve's body, bodies could have existed for all eternity in that form. Why do I say that? Because there was no death there, no sickness there. And their bodies were continually, even in the bodies that we live in today, the cells are being replaced all the time. I think our skin, we get a new skin every four days or something like that. Every part of our bodies, um, depending on the usage God has designed them, that the cells just keep reproducing. And so we get new body parts all over. But some cells reproduce a lot slower, like I think the bones re reproduce the slowest of the lot. And so that's why people, as that age go on, as we get older, our bones become more brittle because the replacement is not keeping up with the, the usage. But that's just a bit of an aside. But that's how God designed these bodies to live for all eternity. They're mortal, they're not immortal bodies, but they can live for all eternity. And so, because there will be no death in the new earth, even though the, the bodies of the children of God will be mortal, what mortal means is that they, are, they can be su subject to death. Death can impact on their bodies. But because no death will be present, there will be nothing to make their bodies uh, decay. And so the bodies will just keep reproducing, just like... God designed these bodies to do, to keep going. keep going. That's why God, in the millennial reign, go back to Adam through to Noah. Guys were living for a thousand years. Same kind of bodies that we live in now. They didn't have a different body. All that happened was that God then um, allowed their bodies to reproduce, uh, their cells, to keep reproducing in pace with their lifestyle. So they, they didn't, they aged a lot slower 
Methuselah went to nearly a thousand years before he died. Um, but our, our bodies, uh, you know, the lifestyle, the, the, um, the pace is a lot faster than what our cells can regenerate in certain organs. And so we do. These bodies perish. Kind of got sidetracked there. But the point is, is that the leaves will be for the children of God and the fruit will be for the saints of God. Because two different bodies require two different inputs, so to speak. And we're going to end the teaching on that point today. We will continue in the next series. We should finish um, in the next teaching what life will be like on God's new earth. We're going to do that.